great song at the end. Well, take your Bibles this morning, this morning, and then come back tonight. And uh, we'll turn your Bibles this evening here to Genesis chapter number 5. Genesis chapter number 5. Well, it's raining again. Surprise! That's the way it's been. That's the way it's been. But thank the Lord. I like to drink water. I like to take a bath every week, whether I need to or not. Amen? And uh, so thank the Lord for the waters that God gives to us. And uh, everything's turning so nice and green and beautiful, beautiful color. I was telling Brother Bishop this morning, I said, oh, I love the color of green. And he's thinking I was being spiritual. I said the color of money. And, uh, but no, I like seeing the leaves and the trees, the grass turning green. It's beautiful, isn't it? Amen. So we'll have to have some rain. But then I'm looking forward to sunshine, too. But tonight, the title of my message is this, He Walked With God. Genesis chapter 5, verse number 21. That's where we'll begin reading. We'll read down through verse number 27. I'll read verse 21. Join me on 22, so on down through verse number 27. And Enoch lived 60 and 5 years and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 360 and 5 years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. And Methuselah lived a hundred and eighty and seven years and begat Lamech. And Methuselah lived after he begat Lamech seven hundred eighty and two years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Methuselah were nine hundred sixty and nine years, and he died. Can you imagine that? Nine hundred and sixty-nine years old. Think of the birthday cake candles, amen. And uh, what an what amazing thing. You say, why well, do you think someone lived that long? The Bible said so. Yeah, I believe he did. But uh, that's not who we're really talking. We'll mention about Methuselah. But uh, we're talking about Enoch and the man who walked with God. But that's the time of message. He walked with God. Let's ask the Lord to bless. Father, thank you again for this time. Help us now this evening. As we gather together, Lord, as uh, we just want something from your word that will help us now this week. But, Lord, I believe that it will help us not just this week, but every day and the rest of our lives if we'll just understand the truth that I believe Enoch understood. So, Father, bless us now and help us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. In our text here we find the first phrase of the words, walked with God. I, uh, the principle is found in the Word of God all throughout the Bible. The same principle about walking with God is found over and over again, but we find these words only three times in the Bible. Uh, two of them are in the, the, the scriptures that, that uh, uh, our text that we just read, but then we find in Genesis chapter 6, verse 9, and if you can just look over a page there, you could see it or listen to it here. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And look what it says about him. Noah walked with God. So I have to say, it only says those things three times in the word of God. And uh, so I have to say it was something that was probably a rarity. Now, we're not, it didn't say that we should walk with God. It's telling us that these two men did it. They walked with God. It doesn't tell us about others. I'm sure there were others who walked with God, but it's amazing how that God put it out about these men because I believe these guys were, re- these guys were really walking, walking with God. 
Now, we'll find most of the references that we, we find about walking with God is, is references about talking about walking with God and, uh, uh, and, and, and to walk with him. But uh, those verses usually are about encouragement for us to do that. And that's, I'm not taking away from that at all. But uh, it's the, those, oftentimes it's about encouraging us to walk with God. It is, it is commanding us or admonishing us to, to, uh, to walk with him. And those are all, all wonderful things. I'm not taking away from that. But I want you to understand what God was saying here. He's saying, hey, these, this man Enoch, he walked with God. He wasn't saying everybody ought to walk with God. He said he did. You know, I think all of us tonight, we would say, well, preacher, I believe everybody ought to walk with God. We, wouldn't be in, we would be in agreement with that, wouldn't we? The question would be, are we? It's one thing to believe everybody ought to walk with God. It's another thing for people to walk with God. I'm sure there's folks who believe that with all their heart and say, yeah, man, people ought to walk with God. But the question would be, are you? There was no doubt that, that Enoch was walking with God. And, uh, uh, but the thing that I thought was in- interesting about this here, that Enoch walked with God. Now listen to the statement. God did not walk with Enoch. You say, but I thought God was there with him. He walked. Yeah, but here's the thing. There's a difference between walking with God and God walking with us. There's a difference because one is the one that's leading and the other is the following one. And so when you think about it, if you were to walk with someone, if I, if I said to Titus, Titus, come on, let's go for a walk, who would been leading? Who would be leading then? Who's walking with who? Am I walking with Titus? No, Titus is walking with me. And so I went, when, when, what that means this is when I say, hey, Titus, I want you to walk with me, he comes along and he walks with me and we walk out the aisle, What's Titus going to do? He's going to walk down that aisle. I walk outside and I walk across the, uh, uh, the parking lot and I go around the building. Where's Titus going to be? Right there with me. When we walk out of here, if he is walking with me, he will not go to the left when we get out to the end of the, uh, end of the uh, or out, out the doors. He'll walk with me. I would be the one determining where we walk, how far we walk, and when we stop walking. If He's walking with me. He's going to continually do that. You see what I'm talking about tonight? That Enoch was not just saying, well, you know, I walk with God once in a while. He was actually walking with God. It was not God walking with him. It wasn't God saying, hey, Enoch, I want to walk with you. It was this, Enoch, I want you to walk with me. That means he was putting God in control in his life and letting God call the shots and letting God guide him. And so when we walk with someone, I, I, I think, you know, when we walk with someone, they, they determine the direction we go. They determine the pace that we make and how fast we make that, that walk. It determines the length and the destination of our walk. Otherwise, uh, it, you're walking with them. So God determines when we see about Enoch walking with God, and of course we just look there also about Noah walking with God, we understand that it meant this, that God was the leader in their lives. And they were following him. It wasn't that they were asking God. And I think a lot of times this is what people do. They ask God to tag along with them. Lord, Lord go with me. And, and I believe we can ask God to go with us. But the thing is, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Because when I ask God to go with me, I'm taking the responsibility of the leadership there. And God ought to have leadership in our lives. And that makes the difference in walking with God. I think it's important for us to look at the times that Enoch walked with God. Uh, you say, well, you know, it's a long time ago, and, and we look at today. And isn't our world a mess? 
I mean, I'm just, just amazing, the stinking mess that's going on in our world today. And, uh, I mean, all this uh, transgender stuff, you know, stuff's going on, people transing all the time. I saw that, I read a story this afternoon. They said in California that uh, they're, um, uh, they're, 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 they want reparations and want to pay like a million dollars to anyone who is black. And so I am deciding right now I am identifying as black. A million dollars, right? But, uh, you know, I mean, just, I mean, just think of all the crazy stuff that we do and the transitioning of people today. And like I say, they identify where, where that, uh, 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 you know, that, that kids in, in public schools today, girls are having to have guys who are transitioning to girls. They're guys that are going into the locker rooms with the girls. And we look at that. We look at all the horrible things that go on, the shooting that went on in, in Texas yesterday. And you think, what will get into a man's mind to go and do something like that? I know what gets into a man's mind to cause him to do that. The devil does. I mean, evil does. And people always say, well, you know, if we didn't have those rifles, if you didn't have that evilness, it would not happen. You know, a lot of us men in this room here, we have rifles, we have guns, but you know what? They don't go and kill people. You know why? There's something different in our hearts. And uh, evil men will find ways to do evil things, and I believe righteous people will find ways to do righteousness, too. And God is able to help us. But the thing was, in our evil day we live in today, back in Genesis time, things were pretty bad, too. Uh, when, I, when I look at this and I, and I think about Enoch, he was 65 years old. The Bible tells us when, when he begat Methuselah. In other words, begat means when he was born, Methuselah. And uh, I think Methuselah had to live so long because it took him a long time to learn how to spell his name. Amen. <laughs> and Methuselah. But here was Methuselah. And, 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 uh, and the Bible says that Enoch had him. He was his son. And when he was 65 years old. And, of course, in those days, in Enoch, he lived a very long time, and they would have children in late, late, late times in their years. And 65 was like, he was like a teenager in those days, as old as they would, would live. And, uh, but we, we find out, you know, in Enoch, he, he lived 365 years. So uh, you think about it, if they had, had a son, Methuselah, at 65 years old, he was kind of like a teenager, wasn't he? And to live, to live 365 years. But uh, that was, uh, he begat Methuselah, and that was 687 years from the beginning of time in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. And it was also nine, this is interesting too, when Methuselah was born, it was 969 years until the time that God would destroy the world with a flood. So it was like, oh, kind of in the middle time there that, uh, that Enoch walked with God for 300 years, and he was the first person to become someone who was not. In other words, what happened? God took him. You say, what in the world did he do? God took him. I mean, just one day they were walking together and God said, hey, you're coming home with me today. And then God just took him on up to have you. So I don't understand how that can happen. I don't understand it, but I believe God could do it because he's God. And so he took Enoch home with him. And, and uh, so what happened? Methuselah lived on for 969 years altogether. And, and, and he was 300 years old when Enoch died. And uh, so uh, Methuselah then died on, at the year of the flood. I think it's interesting there because the word Methuselah, if you look it up, it means this. It means to be sent or when he is gone, it shall come. Now, Methuselah, he died the year of the flood. 
And I think his name is, is it was, he was given that name knowing that God was going to destroy the earth because of the things that was happening on this earth. And so I believe they named him because of the impending judgment of God that was to come when he was gone. Now you think about this, shortly after creation, things started getting bad. You know, we sometimes have this idea that everything was so much better back in those days. And I'll tell you what, everything was perfect when God created man in the, in the Garden of Eden. But something happened. Man sinned. And we, we, don't, uh, uh, we, we, we don't know exactly the amount of time that Adam and, and Eve remained innocent in the Garden of Eden. We don't have a timetable on that. But uh, it seems like it probably was not too long. You know, it just, just the way the devil is. He always, when something's going right, sticks his nose into it, doesn't he? Boy, it causes problems there. And so I think it wasn't a whole long time there that after God made Adam and Eve and there in the Garden of Eden, they've named the animals and God's taking care of them and everything's wonderful. I don't know how long it took, but I got a feeling it wasn't very long until all of a sudden when Eve was tempted and Adam went along with it and they ate of that forbidden fruit. And we find the fall. And then in chapter number four, look at, go to verse number three of Genesis, all right? We don't have far to go, just turn a page or so back. We find out Adam and Eve had some sons. They had a boy named Cain, and they had another boy named Abel. And, uh, you know, I mean, think about this. It, the, this, this is a wonderful thing. They've, been, they've, been, they've sinned. They've been cast out of the garden. And yet they're, they're still uh, Adam and Eve together, and they have children. What a wonderful thing it is to have children. Amen. Amen. We see sin creeping up in this, too. Again, how long was it? I don't know. Before they had that child, those children. We find the Bible says in verse number 3, And in process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. Now, that gives us an idea of a little bit of time. He says in the process of time. Now, how long is that? I don't know. I don't, I don't know how, many, how, how long this was, uh, you know, from the, the, before when Adam and Eve had sinned. Until now, Adam and Eve had their children, how old they were. There's a lot of different ideas of how old they were, I believe young men. They knew what to do. I think what's interesting about this here, and what's also, I think, would have to be, say is very sad here, that these two boys, I believe with all my heart, were taught the same thing. They both knew there had to be a sacrifice of blood. You say, well, how would they know that? Their parents told them that. I believe their parents. You see, they knew there had to be a sacrifice. So I think logic tells us this, that they knew what kind of sacrifice. If they knew they had to have a sacrifice, they had to learn that from somebody. They learned it from mom and dad. And so they both had the right teaching. But they both did opposite things. Abel brought a sacrifice, a blood sacrifice, and Cain, he decided to do it his own way. Where do you ever get an idea like that? Well, we go back to the Garden of Eden where, where the devil came along and said, Hey, Eve, you know what? You can do it your own way. You can become a god yourself. Or you can make your own decisions. You know, the devil never does anything new. There's nothing new under the sun. He always comes back with the same things, and we're dumb enough to listen to him over and over again. So these, both these men are taught the same things, and they, I believe they were taught the, what they were supposed to do. I believe they were taught the consequences of their sin. I believe they were taught about atonement and about faith, and, and yet what happened, two different distinct outcomes from this. And then we go to Genesis chapter number 6. Go there with me, please, in verse number 5. 
We find there, here, here we started with Genesis and, and, and there with Adam and Eve, they sinned. And then we see Cain and Abel. And we see how that Cain killed Abel, murdered them. So things are not going so well. In fact, we just go a little bit farther here to chapter number 6, go to verse number 5. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. That every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. You know, it didn't take long for man to get so messed up in sin and for sin to escalate. You know, it doesn't take long for someone to go into sin. One decision could cause it. One choice. Missing one time in church always, you know, the, the folks that drop out of church, it's always they miss one time first. It leads to more and more. And we say, well, you know, what's the big deal? The big deal is it leads to more. There's many people tonight that used to go to church and don't go to church anymore. It started by just skipping one. Amen. When I think about how that things got so bad in such, I mean, we're only in chapter 6 of the book of Genesis, and already we find that God said, uh, God there is going to send a flood. He's going to destroy the earth. Man's going to die. Because sin had gotten so bad there on the, on the face of this earth. You say, well, preacher, why are you telling us all this? Because as bad as it was, there was a man named Enoch that walked with God. You know, we can look and say, well, you know, it wasn't hard for Enoch to walk with God. Way back in those days, it was not like it is today. What? It sounds to me when I read what was going on in the earth at that time, it was as bad as it is right now. It's not new. The devil was using the same thing. There was murder. There was all kinds of wicked things that were going on. And God said he, he, he saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. You read the news today and you'd have to say that is exactly what's happening today. Every imagination of man is evil. You cannot say anything without having something evil being said about it. It was just like that, but Enoch walked with God. See, preacher, we just can't do that these days. We just can't walk with God. We live in a, such a wicked world. Now, no doubt about it, we do. But so did Enoch. And he walked with God. Now, here's the thing. Did he always walk with God? Did he always walk with God? I don't think he did. He said, well, where do you get that? Well, let's look and see what the Bible has to say. Uh, look, at, look, at, uh, look at down here in, in chapter 5 and go to verse number 21. We read it already, but look. And Enoch lived 65 years and begat Methuselah. So Enoch, 65 years old. And Enoch walked with God, verse 22, walked with God when? Why does it say before? Because I believe when Methuselah was born, he got a hold of God's heart. Or got a, got a hold of Enoch's heart. And Enoch said, you know what, I better straighten up. I got this boy here. I better straighten my life up. And you know what I believe then he started. What did he do with the 65 years before that? I really don't know. I'm not saying he was a real bad man. 
Maybe it was a good fellow, probably was, but the thing was that he didn't start walking with God. According to my Bible, he didn't start walking with God until he was 65 years old. And then for the rest of his life, he walked with God. I don't know what his life was like before the 65 years. I'm not sure what all happened in his life. The Bible doesn't tell us everything. I mean, maybe he was pretty bad for a while. I don't know. Maybe he was really good for a while, too. And you could do a lot of good things but not walk with God. But I know this. When Methuselah was born, Enoch, after that, walked with God. You know, I thought, the thought came to my mind, how sad it is when we waste years of our life. Amen. Amen. You know, I, I've talked to I've talked to some folks, and and and, and I, I could think one person in particular is just eaten up with wasted years, eaten up with wasted years, and just just can't get away from it. You know what they're doing in the years now? Being eaten up, just wasted, wasted with regret of what was not. Now, folks, regret on things that should not have been doesn't change it. Enoch, did he walk with God before he was 65 or not? I don't know. He could have spent the rest of his life 300 years saying, you know, I wasted 65 years. But he didn't. He walked with God. You know, it's a sad thing when we waste the years that we have. You say, preacher, I'm up in years now. Well, let me say this. You can still walk with God. You say, preacher, I wasted a lot of time in my life. But you could still walk with God today. This could be your Methuselah day, birthday, if you will. The day that you say, you know what, I'm going to walk with God now. I think our young folks in this room here, the boys and the girls in this room right now, you know what, they can walk with God. They don't have to have all the years of wasting. You be wise, young men and young ladies, not to waste your life. Because the devil's going to try to waste what he can in your life and then your later years have regrets and live the rest of your years saying, boy, I wish I had. You can wish you had all you want, but that's not going to change it. What you need to do is start doing right now and walking with God. What a shame to waste, but if you have, don't waste anymore. The Bible says in Proverbs 23, verse 26, My son, give me thine heart and let thine eyes observe my ways. You know, and I think, boys, you know, as I think of the young fellows on the front row, I think oftentimes, and I think, boy, guys, if you get this, it'll save you a lot of heartache. God said, my son, give me thine heart and let thy eyes observe my ways. Let God have your heart now. You can walk with God now. Noah, you're the youngest one on the front row there. You know what? You could, how old are you now, Noah? Eight years old, you can walk with God too. Now, I'm not going to ask who's the oldest one in this room. I'd say this, the oldest one in this room can walk with God too. Yeah. I mean, there's none of us that was, was 300, year, they're 300 years old. Now, some of us may look like it, but we're not 300 years old. Enoch walked with God when it was 300th birthday. He sure did. Walking with God. Bible says, go with me to the book of Ecclesiastes. All right, we're getting out of Genesis now. We're going on a journey. The book of Ecclesiastes, Psalms, Proverbs, and then we get to the book of Ecclesiastes. Go to chapter number 11. Ecclesiastes chapter number 11. 
The Bible says here in verse number 9, it says, Rejoice, O young man, in thy youth. Let thy heart cheer thee in the days of thy youth, and walk in the ways of, oh, oh thine heart, in the sight of thine eyes. But know thou that for all these things God will bring thee into judgment. You know, that's a lot of times what happens in, our, in, a, in our, a young person's life. And even in young adults' life where we say, well, you know what, I don't have time for God. And the Bible said, but remember this, God will bring thee into judgment. Look at verse 10. Therefore remove sorrow from thy heart and put away evil from thy flesh. For childhood and youth are vanity. We go to chapter number 12 and verse number 1. He continues on and he says in verse 1, remember now. The creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. You know, God wants to, us to walk with him while we're young, but he wants us to walk with him when we're middle-aged. He walks, wants us to walk with him in our senior years. I believe what happened here is Methuselah changed the life of Enoch. And uh, uh, again, his death his name, his death shall send, and when he is gone, it shall come, has the idea of that. And, uh, and, and Enoch, uh, uh, there was that beginning of that walk with God that we read there in chapter 5 and verse number 22. But that's what got him changed, I believe. You know what? I thank the Lord for children that are born to us. Amen. My kid's all grown. My oldest one, who is very young, Lisa, I can remember her birthdays this week. I remember that day that she was born and uh, uh, really messed up my day. And uh, I had finals that day, but I, <laughs> it really wasn't messed up. You got me out of the test. And, uh, but you also got my head out of it, and I didn't do so good on the test when I made them up. But uh, I, 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 I think about that, that day. You, you know, that, that was a big thing. All of us parents in here know when that child was born, we got responsibility. It, we, I went from feeding me to feeding two of us, me and my wife. And then about a year later, what happened? I had to feed three. I'm not going any longer. We'll be here another while if I have to go on the whole list there. But you know what? It gave me responsibility, but also made me realize this. And I, I believe this, because dad and mom decided to follow God. She's sitting in church tonight. There's something to it. What, 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 kind of, what kind of example are we? I think Enoch came to this place and said, my goodness, I've got I to quit living maybe for self, and I've got to quit thinking it's about me. I, I've got a son now, and I, I need to live right, and I believe this maybe caught him to help him realize, man, I need to walk with God. I think all moms and dads ought to realize the importance of walking with God every time you look at your children. They need to see that. I believe God changed his heart there at that time. Our children, well, I think, is probably one of the biggest reasons we ought to walk with God. We ought to walk with God because we love him most. That's the first foremost. But then the second reason is because we have children. You know, we look at the world today and we say our kids today are a mess. I'm not trying to be mean, but I ask you this. Whose fault's that? I know everybody has a choice to make, but you know what? Train up a child in the way you should go. I heard someone the other day saying, I, I, it was supposed to be Christians talking. I'm telling you, sometimes Christian folks say really squirrely things. 
I said, you know, I believe that God was in all this sin that I was in and was helping me to learn something. God was not in that sin. God wanted you out of that sin. You don't thank God he got you out of it, but God was not using that sin to help you. That's a foolish thing to say. It's like saying the devil's helping me. I'm not doing that. But we have children that are given as a gift from God. And we're to train them and raise them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And so I look at Enoch and I think, you know, what a great man that he was. And what happened, I don't know what happened between, between you know, when he was born and 65 years old. But I know this, from 65 to 300. And he walked with God. He walked with God. Tells me this, he was consistent. There needs to be a consistency in us. We just need to stick with it. You know, sometimes people say, I have 40 years, and you guys still here. You're still preaching, still using that same old hymnal. That's like that song that he just told us about there. Uh, 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 Onward Christian Soldiers, and I was trying to think of it. But Onward Christian Soldiers, the story behind that. What a beautiful. I'm glad we still come to a church that can sing Onward Christian Soldiers. And love it. You know, the world's like, man, we don't like that, man. There's no bouncing ball on the wall to help us learn the words. We got a hymnal. We still sing out of that hymnal. You know what there is? A consistency. Enoch had consistency. I believe after that time when Methuselah looked it out in the face that little baby and said, you know what, I need to walk with God, and he did for 300 years. 300 years, not for a week, not for two weeks, not for a month, not for a year, but for 300 years he walked with God. How dare we want to give up on God, retire from God, retire from your jobs, but never retire from God. Sad thing is, many people never walk with God. Or maybe sometimes walk for a while, and, and then they get the idea that, hey, I'm doing all right, I can do it myself. And they don't walk with God anymore. But Enoch walked with God even when a world was really bad, and he walked with God even when he had a family. Interesting. You know, I hear people say, man, I just don't have time to go to church. The kids got soccer practice and baseball practice and, 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 and ballerina practice or whatever that stuff, you know. And I got all these different practices. You know what? It's about time we just put church and God first in our lives. I think a lot of parents have taught their children that a soccer ball is more important than the things of God. Enoch walked with God. He had a family. Boy, I'll tell you what, he had a family. Look at verse number 22. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years. Now, don't miss the last part of that verse. And begat sons and daughters. He had a heap of kids. He had a bunch of kids. He didn't quit being a dad. He was a dad not only to Methuselah, but he had a bunch of other kids too. And yet he walked with God. You know, we could say, and, and, and Enoch could have said, I'm so busy, my family's big now. But he walked with God. Big families need God, too. Amen. Boys and girls need God. Everybody needs to walk with God. He didn't go off and become a monk when he turned 65 years old. He didn't go off and live, like, you know, by, by himself. What happens? He just, he just became that dad that he should be. He had more children and walked with God all that time. And then his walk was over. Imagine that day, verse 23, and all the days of Enoch were 360 and five years. Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. When I says God took him, you know what happened? He went to heaven. Not bad. Not bad. He went to heaven. And you know what? One of these days, 
We're going to be like that too. We won't be here. I'm looking for the Lord to come again. I'm looking for the upper taker instead of the undertaker. Amen. When the Lord comes again and all of a sudden we rise to be with him, how wonderful that will be. That's kind of like what happened. God said, hey, you're coming with me now. He rose, didn't have to die. I'm looking forward to not dying. Some of you are looking forward to me dying, but I'm looking forward not to die. You say, well, you know, the Bible says pointing on a man wants to die. I know that, but I also know this. The Bible said that Jesus is coming again, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, and then we which are alive remain, I want in that group. Rise be with him. Now, if he takes me in death, that's all right, too. But I sure like just all of a sudden, boom, pew, shoot up to glory in that rapture. Oh, what a beautiful thing to think about tonight. The rapture of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's coming for us. And so Enoch walked with God for 300 years, and then he was taken up. And you know what? I'm going to tell you something. He's still walking with God. He's still walking with God. He didn't get to heaven and say, well, I'm done now. I'm retiring. I'm not walking with you anymore, God. I believe he thought, you know what? I get to walk with you for all eternity, and I don't have the devil at my, at my heels by, uh, giving me trouble anymore. A wonderful it must be for Enoch. I believe if we could talk with Enoch tonight. We can't. I'm not getting spooky or anything. But if we could, I think Enoch would say, you know what? It's worth walking with God. And I think he'd say this too, and it's even better now. Well, but Enoch, you don't understand. It's really a bad world we live in. There's a lot of temptations. Enoch said, I know what you're talking about. It got so bad in my life that finally what happened, God saw the evil of man that he was going to destroy, and he brought a flood there. Hey, things were really bad. But I was able to walk with God. You think about it, walking with God in evil times is possible. But here's the thing, you've got to make the choice. You've got to make the choice. Walking with God in evil times is a privilege. Is to think that we can walk with God. I mean, it's amazing. You know, if you, I was going to say if you wanted to walk with the president, but who wants to do that? <laughs> if you, <laughs> yeah, if we walk with the president, did you say we'd both get lost? But yeah, we fall up and down, up the steps probably, right? But we all get lost too. But you know what? I, I, I mean, think about what a privilege it is to walk with the Lord. <laughs> all the time, just walk with the Lord. I mean, people say, well, I got to see, I got to meet. They, they crowned uh, the, the, the king of England and the queen of England. When they were out there, I, I saw a few pictures of it there. They put a big old crown on this guy's head like he was somebody. <laughs> I got the king of kings. Amen. And there's people there said, we got to go to the coronation, I think is what they called it. We got to see all that stuff. Let me tell you something. One of these days, we're going to see the king of kings. You talk about a coronation. And the thing is that the king wants to walk with me. No, I want to walk with him, and he wants me to walk with him. It's a privilege. Walking with God in evil times is pleasurable, too. I believe the greatest life there is is the Christian life that walks with God. You know, if you're walking with this world, you're going to find out you're going nowhere. You walk with God. It's a pleasure. I was thinking, as I was sitting here, we started singing this. Before I came, when I came upstairs, I heard everybody talking. We're a noisy bunch. <laughs> That's why God didn't give us a big church, because we would hurt each other's ears. I come in here and I hear all this talking going. You say, well, we ought to be really quiet and prayerful. No, I think we ought to come in here. It's like, what do I say about Sunday night? Sunday night's like having family time. 
We get together, and I'm glad. I'm glad we're rejoicing. We're talking with each other. We're finding out, you know, about stuff, and and uh, just, uh, uh, you know, what what just just being with God's people. And then it was all the like the yeah 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 talking, which was fine. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to come in here if you're all quiet. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw a little fit. But we're all talking there, and then we come up here, and all of a sudden, I get up and say, "Well, I'm glad you're here tonight." Turn to such and such page. Everything gets quiet. Everybody turns the pages, and then the song. All that, yeah, 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 now it's one song. Everybody's singing the same words. What a pleasure. I, I stood up here and I just, I kind of put my head down and looking at the words and I'm, I'm thinking, I was going to have you all do this when we're singing that song. I was going to have you all close your eyes and listen. But then I thought, we don't know the words. <laughs> if we close our eyes, it'll only be like two people singing and it'll probably be the kids in junior choir. Because they learn words. I put my head down and I just listened. I thought, why wouldn't anybody want this? Why would people turn down the beautiful voices of God's people? It's a pleasure to walk with God. Walking with God in evil times is also practical. It's the real life that will (laughs) satisfy. You look at the world. They're not satisfied about anything. I say, this group here, they want all kinds of money for this. This group here wants their, their school bills paid. This group here wants free everything else. And, and uh, I mean, we just, I mean, you talk about such a mess. You know, the practical life is walking with God. Right now, our Congress, they don't know what's going on. They don't know what's going on. They're talking about this, this debt ceiling. And you know what? I'm not worried about debt ceiling. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about this, that, that, that all, one of these days I'm going up through the ceiling. Amen. I like what that one guy was a, was, a, was a guy. He was, I was going to say fat, but that's not nice to say. He was heavy. And he said this. He said, when the rapture takes place, I'm going to put up the biggest hole in the ozone you've ever seen. <laughs> Amen. It's practical to walk with the Lord because it's a satisfying life. You know, we, we look and we see what the world is going on, and it's not satisfying but, you know, when you get your eyes on the Lord and you walk with him, it's satisfying. I, I, I don't believe there was a day after 65 years old that Enoch said, it's a bad day. Because he walked with God. It's also a time of walking with God in evil times is protective. In his presence, there's protection. You know, man tries to protect us. The police officers try. I read about the... That shooting down in Texas where a police officer was there on another call and this guy started shooting people in that building. And he ran to him as soon as he heard the shots. The guy already killed, I think, what, eight people. But that one police officer ran in that building with his gun and killed that shooter there. No telling how many people's lives he saved. And I think he's a hero. But here, 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 here's the thing. He still didn't get there until eight people were dead. He couldn't do it. I'm, I'm telling you this right now. Everybody that called on Jesus to save him today got saved. That's the way God is. That's the way God is. He's protective. He takes care of us. You think about it. It's amazing we're all here tonight. It's because God's taking care of us. That's the reason. We need to walk with God in this life. The thing is, though, our life will not be in perfection because we're not perfect. We still sin. 
Sometimes when we're walking with God, we stumble along the way. I was up in the woods yesterday, and, and uh, I've had this happen. You know, the older you get, the less uh, agile you are. You know, I thank the Lord for limbs more than ever because I can hold on to them. I was crossing over some down tree there, and I, I, well, this was another day, and I was, I was by myself that day, and I, I reached up, and there was a vine hanging down, and my feet with, with uh, uh, neuropathy, is that what it is? And uh, I may be saying my mind's gone, I don't know, and you're all going, yeah, that's right. But the neuropathy from my feet, you know, they're numb, and I walk, and when I hit something, I step on something, it's all times it would kind of throw me a little bit, and I, I reached up with that, that vine, and you know what? Vines are very movable. And I started stumbling. And I grabbed that vine when I started to go this way. I thought, well, I'll just grab this and keep myself. And all of a sudden, I'm bringing the vine with me. <laughs> you know, sometimes we stumble along the way. When I was up there with my son, he goes, Dad, you okay? I'm okay, son. <laughs> you know, he's like, you drinking again, Dad? No, no. I never drank, never drank. But uh, you just stumble around there. But you know, we stumble sometimes in our Christian life. But just like I did in the woods, I stumbled a little bit, but just grabbed onto something and kept on walking. And when we stumble in the Christian life sometimes, we just need to keep on walking with him. Enoch walked with God. Three Hundred years. Surely, for the years that we have, could walk with God too. Amen. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much again for this time tonight. Thank you that you would want us walking with you. Lord, I'm glad that you, you want our company. You want us to follow you. And Lord, I pray that every one of us, from the youngest to the oldest in this room here tonight, would just come to the place of saying, God, I'm going to walk with you. May we tonight forget what the world says, forget about all the world offers. Tonight, may we be a people that would say, God, I want to walk with you. We're not asking you to walk with us, God. We don't want to be the boss. We want to walk with you. Because I know you'll lead us in the right way. If I'm leading, I'm going to get us lost. But as long as you're leading, we'll be all right. Father, speak to us tonight. With our heads bowed, our eyes closed here this evening. Maybe you're here, you're not even saved. Well, you can't follow God unless you're a child of God. You need to be born again. I want there to be anyone here tonight who said, Preacher, if I died right now, I don't know I go to heaven. But I'd like to know that. Pray for me. Preacher, I'm not sure I'm saved, but I'd like to know it. Pray for me. Would you slip your hand up, anyone tonight? I don't know. Christian, tonight, you know the Lord's your Savior. You say, man, I know I'm saved. I know I'm going to heaven. Praise the Lord. Let me ask you this, though. Are you walking with God? Yeah, but preacher, you don't understand. It's really bad these days. It's really hard. It was for Enoch, too. He lived in bad times like we live in. But he walked with God. Let me ask you this. Are you consistent? He said, well, I do a little bit, and then I don't, and I do, and I don't. No, be consistent. 300 years he was. We don't, we don't have that much time. Maybe tonight you look and you say, boy, I wasted a lot of time. All right, don't boo-hoo about it now. Just decide I'm going to walk from here on out with the Lord. You can't go back and redo. There's no redos in life. But you can now, from here on out, walk with him. 
May we decide, every one of us tonight, to walk with God. In a moment, the invitation is going to be given. God spoke to your heart. The altar is open. If you're here, you're not sure you're saved, come and let us know. We'll show you in the Bible how you can know 100% sure you're going to heaven. Now, Father, bless this time. Father, speak to us. Lord, I pray we'll be a church group of folks that will say, God, I want to walk with you. That we might follow you all along the way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.